This episode is brought to you by CC's Loving Care, caring for the ones you love. This is Money Talks with TJ Howe from Triple H Financial. So when we say we help create and preserve your legacy, we're helping do a little pre-planning. If you plan, you make the decision. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, TJ provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. Retirement made easy. Let us show you how. And now here is Money Talks with TJ Howe. Good afternoon, Tucson, and welcome back to another episode of Money Talks with me, your host, T.J. Howe, and my good old buddy and partner, Tony Shore. And we are excited as all get out today, ladies and gentlemen. For all nine of you listeners out there, you're going to learn some cool stuff today, boy. We were talking off air, and I'm just excited to have Tony back on the show with me. Tony, how are you? How have you been? I I know you mentioned maybe a little something-something going around the house in your neck of the woods. What's what's happening with your family? Oh, well, yeah, the flu bug has hit hard. Um, All We have three kids, Okay, uh, you know, and my son's at college, but he has been home on break, and he's still home. And he has the, all three of them have the flu. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's so. tough. You know, it's tough. Yeah, Just gotta, it's going around. It's going um, around. So you got to watch wait, it. Wait, now tell me something. Tell me something. I was under the impression the colder the weather, that kills the bugs. I heard. I like in be, being a mm-hmm. Minnesota. You're from Minnesota. You doesn't doesn't the doesn't the weather kind of destroy all those viruses and such? What the heck? No, it can with bacteria. Okay. Uh, I think, but, but not uh, virus, viral. the flu viral, uh, I don't think the cold affects wow. it, honestly, at least, uh, you know, people pass it from person to person. I, we we yeah. sit in warm buildings and pass yeah, it I around. Get, I, get I mean, it. when I it's get that cold, nobody's outside it long enough no. anyway for it to kill it. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? I, I mean, if it it's 20, if it's 20 below zero, you're not going to be hanging no. out outside long enough to kill off. And if you were, you're, you're probably not coming back inside anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. So it would defeat the purpose, but yeah, yeah. I've heard that same thing, but I think think it's i think that's more of a myth um yeah. you know they in minnesota they call this the cold and flu season and and uh, i do know that the clinics and hospitals have been jammed with people really? having the flu really? yeah. yeah it's really bad this well year. i can honestly say thank god i am not struggling with that problem but my my wonderful new issue that i bring to the table to share with all nine of our listeners <laughs> is uh my wife behind my lovely back okay let's hope and pray she doesn't listen she doesn't <laughs> listen to my show <laughs> but behind my back her brother lovely scott gotta love him scott uh scott her brother her oldest brother has a lab, a black lab, and decided he wanted to breed the lab. So he does, and she gets pregnant. And uh, lo and behold, Thanksgiving weekend, I'm going to say the day after Thanksgiving, uh, she has eight puppies. Oh, my All healthy goodness. little, you know, puppies and eight g- g- nice, lovely little things, right? Whatever. But again, it's uh, I've already told my wife a uh, hundred times if I've said it at once. I'm like, hey, we have a dog. We do. We have a dog, seven years old. We've lost three. I think I've mentioned that in past shows. We had four, but three of them went bye-bye because they were old, older, you know, elderly. 
And uh, so we lost two boxers in my lab, my, my lab, which was my dog, a golden lab. And, and we loved him to death, you know, but anyway, but behind my back, she says to her brother, <laughs> Hey, uh, I think I want, uh, we we're going to want one of those. Pu-. He said, well, you first choice, you're my sister. You pick, pick the litter. And, and so she locked onto this beautiful golden uh, lab boy, a, a little golden boy lab. And uh, anyway, kept an eye on him. So she kept going over, Hey honey, I'm going to go help Scott take care of the dogs, you know? Oh, you're fine. Whatever. Good for you. You know, thinking she's just being this generous angel, right? Well, no, she was over there grooming and, and putting her claws in the one she was taking home. Uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. So long and the yeah. short of it is, you know, they're not supposed to go away from mom at least for eight weeks, right? At least that's what I've been told. Yep. So yeah, last Sunday she good. says, Hey, Last Sunday, she the dogs were only seven weeks old, but she says to me, "Hey, uh, hun, I, I I hope you don't mind, but I'm going to go ahead and bring uh, our dog home for the night to see how he does with our dog Lacey." And I'm like, "You're bringing our what? What? What do you mean our dog? You know?" So that so boom, <laughs> right? So lo and behold, she brings this little critter. Well, who ends up getting stuck watching the little stinker? Oh yeah, me, of me, course, not her, me. Yeah. And a puppy, that's like having a oh newborn. You're gosh. not getting any sleep, and it's barking yeah, no, and exactly pooping right. and peeing everywhere. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, yeah. and he's up on the bed. He's sleeping with us on of the course. bed. Of course. And, 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 every, and I, I got to admit, I, I mean, I don't mean to bear my uh, dirty laundry, but I got to pee about every two or three hours, okay? But every sure. time I wake up, that little stinker wants to get up and stay up and play. So yep. my yep. sleep is... is I feel like I'm raising a child again. Here, that's oh, yeah. Like, yeah. They're, like, they're a lot so of responsibility. People yeah. think, oh, wouldn't it be fun to have a dog? Oh, and those no. puppies are so no. cute. Get but one it's, from it's the Humane Society. Yeah. yeah, ladies and gentlemen, do yourself a favor. Don't listen. Don't listen to your brother and sister in laws that go out and have puppies. <laughs> Let them sell them. You go to the Humane Society and get you a two or three year old lovely dog that needs a home. That's what you do. That's good financial <laughs> advice too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It'll yeah, save you help, the long That's going to help you all the way around. So. Um, what are we talking on the uh, on ex- the show about today? We're talking about. We're I know last week we talked about four hundred one ks, right? And the Secure Act a little bit about the Secure Act. We did touch on that briefly, but yeah, we talked about four hundred one ks and IRAs and and what to do if you have an old one, right? So, boy, I, I'm you. I want you to be the unveiler here today, Tony, of what we're going to talk about. But I'm excited off the air, ladies and gentlemen. Tony and I kind of chatted around about you know which topic are we hitting today, and he said it, and I'm like, yes. That's it. So, Tony, you 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 be the uh, guest of honor and announce what what our topic is. Well, I think we're going to talk about when you have a four hundred one k or a four hundred three b or an IRA, or you have a bunch of uh, money in the stock market that you're planning on using in retirement. Uh, how to actually turn that into income? How do Absolutely. you create an income? It's one thing to accumulate wealth over your life, and then. Uh, for to for use in retirement, you say, hey, once that working paycheck stops, how are you going to pay the bills? Right. How are you going to live? How right. are you going to have a comfortable retirement? Well, that's why you have retirement accounts like 401ks and IRAs, as you've talked about a lot, TJ. Right. But then people also have stocks and bonds, and maybe they have invested in real estate. So they have the that's what they have to live right. on. But how do you create an income from that? I think a lot yeah. of people get to the point of retirement and they think, well, I'll just start pulling money out of that or selling things. Right. Well, uh, that's easier said than done. Than done. And, exactly. And do you have a plan as to how you're going to make it last as long as you <laughs> right. do? You just start pulling money out willy-nilly, especially if it's in something high risk like the stock right. market. Right. And you're pulling out while the stock market is down yep. or going down, uh, yep. then you're losing money. So 
Uh, how do you take a lump sum like a 401k and turn it into an income? And you that's basically what you do for people, isn't it? Yeah, that's exactly. In fact, we titled, and I say we as you and I, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Tony and I off the air, we were kind of just thinking of ideas for the show, to, you know, because we have to title these because when we put them up on my website, there's got to be a title. And I came up with the title and I think, Tony, you agreed heartily with me. We're going to call this show uh, <clears throat> Income Planning 101. Right. That's literally what this show is going to be. A brief, brief dive, not a deep dive, but a brief dive on the shallows, you know, in the reef. We're skim diving or scuba diving around the reef, not going too deep here. But uh, we we are going to take the balance of this uh, radio show here and we're going to, um, as best we can, talk about income planning. Because exactly right, Tony, you said it. And I've met from my seminars, from my la- just in my last workshop alone and down in Sierra Vista, Arizona, we had 54 people attend, okay, which is a fairly good number. And uh, of those 54, about half wanted an appointment. So about 25, give or take, wanted to sit down and visit with me. And of those 25, I'd say 10 or 15, their number one concern was, hey, I got this bucket of money over here or this asset or this pile of assets, you know, liquid assets or non-liquid assets, stocks, bonds, and stuff. And I need, I don't need the asset anymore. I need income, right? That's their number one question. I need income because I'm about to quit or I just quit. I just retired. And now what do I do, right? And again, so let's start from the basics. Let me give everybody a brief overview, okay? So if if you're not driving your car, and you have, and you're sitting, and you can write this down, then uh, great. If you can't, don't, do not try to do this in your car, please, okay? <laughs> right. But, but but if you can envision a pyramid, right? If you and I were look drawing a pyramid on the pa- piece of paper, or just envision one in your mind's eye, but, but, but don't close your eyes if you're driving, don't close your eyes. But just imagine what a pyramid looks like, right? Okay, well, would you turn that pyramid upside down and, and build the pyramid that way? Would you build point first in the ground and then, you know, no, you wouldn't. Any architect in the world I've ever talked to and joked about, I'm like, hey, would you ever build a pyramid upside? They laughed in my face and said, what are you, stupid? You know, and, and again, it's a facetious question. But the reason I ask you that is because a pyramid is is so structurally sound for one reason. It's got a humongous base. Well, well, when we talk about financial planning, Okay. And we're talking about, you know, we, we talk about the pyramid, at least I do. A lot of advisors may not talk about this, but in the old days we were taught about the financial pyramid, right? Well, as you scale up the pyramid, the higher up the pyramid you go, the more risky the asset becomes. But that baseline, that base level that makes the bottom of the pyramid, right? That first level of the pyramid, though, those, the, those should all be safe, secure, we're talking bank account savings, checking, money market, uh, you know, really safe and secure stuff. And then maybe right above that, you got your life insurance, your insurance and, and insured assets. Okay. Again, I would throw life insurance in that category and other such things, annuities. Okay. And then above that, you might have your stocks, your bonds, your mutual funds. And then maybe at the top rung of the ladder, and I might be missing a rung or two, but, but you might have your, uh, uh, although real estate's not necessarily risky per se, you know, but you might have some real estate up there somewhere. And then at the tip top of the pyramid, I'd say the cherry on the pyramid here, the, the last point that might be your ultra like, 
you know, if you hit it out of the park, you're a millionaire. If you don't, you're, you lost it, right? One of those, maybe IPOs, maybe you've got a friend or starting a company and you want to invest in that startup type deal. That's the top of the pyramid, right? But you wouldn't build your financial plan around that, an IPO just maybe, or precious metals. I have a lot of people ask, should I own precious metals? Well, sure. But should they be your predominant source of, of assets? No way. A little piece a little piece, right? So back to the income, back to the income planning. And, and this is where we, Tony and I get excited. And so what do you, ladies and gentlemen, we got to pose a question to you. What are you going to do if you've got a half million or more or less? And by the way, I know my, I have competitors in Tucson that'll say, Hey, come talk to us only if you have 250,000 or more to work with. Well, ladies and gentlemen, can I just tell you, if you have under 250,000 to work with, we'll still talk to you and we'll still make you a client. So never fear. I don't care if you have 25,000 or 250,000 or 2.5 million. Okay. But whatever you have in that 401k, and I'm going to use my example, let's say you have a half million in your 401k. And let's say you've got uh, two or three properties. You own two or three extra homes beside your home. Uh, let's say three. Three is a nice round number. Let's say you have three rental properties, okay? But they all have mortgages, so they're being paid down by the renters, but they're not paid off yet. So they're not really producing any net income stream, right? But you got them, okay? You got them. And you're 50, you're between 50 and 55. So you've got these three rental properties. You got a half million in your 401k and, uh, you know, the home you're living in and so forth and so on. You got, you know... Or, or you might be a federal employee and you might have a FERS pension and or you might have a TSP or a TSA or a 403B or a, uh, a 457 or on and on they go, right? But again, most people hear the term 401k and IRA and they know what we're talking about. It's a qualified bucket of money that you have not yet paid taxes on. Unlike a Roth, is still a qualified bucket of money too. But a Roth, you have paid taxes already on a Roth IRA, okay? So when we're talking about your 401k slash IRA, you have not paid tax. But again, okay, so now you're you're in your mid-50s and you're rolling along and now we get to our early to mid-60s, okay? And now you start thinking, oh boy, I'm not going to keep doing this for much longer. And so let's say you get to about 67 to 70, 67 to 70, and which is when most of my clients are retiring just happens to be about the average normal age for retirement is between 66 and 70. Okay. And so here we go. You've got, you've got, let's just pretend you've got a brokerage account with a bunch of stocks and bonds, individual stocks now and individual bonds in them, right? Uh, that your grandpa or your, or your mom or dad left you. They left you their brokerage account in an inheritance. So it's an inherited account, but let's say it's worth a quarter million. Give or take, that's not unreasonable in this day and age for people to leave their families, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars. So let's say you've got that brokerage account with 250 in it, but again, it's made up of individual stocks or bonds and bonds. Then you've got your 500,000. Let's say it's grown. Let's say it's grown to a million. Now you've got a million in your 401k, which by the way, guess what that's made up of? Stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. Now most 401ks are mutual fund only. Mutual funds are ETFs, but they're basically operate the same. Okay. So you've got your, your 401k uh, or, and or which becomes an IRA when you leave your company, you turn it into an IRA after you leave. So, but that's, let's say that's a million, but that's in mutual funds. Okay. So you got a quarter million in stocks and bonds. You got a million in uh, mutual funds. And let's say you got these three rental properties, right? And by now, by the time you're 67 to 70, let's just pretend they're all paid off now. So they're paid in full, right? So now you're wondering, okay, 
I need income. We need income to live on. Well, okay, let's just quickly do the basics. For today, we can still count on, okay, especially if you're a baby boomer, listen to me, means you're born pre-1960. You can still count on your Social Security paycheck coming in. In fact, their projections are to 2034 through 2034. They're good. They're solvent. Okay, now after that, we could be in a pickle of a situation, but up until 2034, so for another 14 years, uh, you've got Social Security. Okay, so let's say you got a couple grand a month coming in from Social Security. So you need, uh, but you need five. You need five or six to live on, right? So you got you got two to 2200 from Social Security, but you're married. Hey, the good news, you're married, and your spouse also injected into the system. And even if your spouse didn't, they are eligible for half of whatever you get. So let's say they didn't. Okay. So let's say your, your spouse didn't participate. So you're getting 2,200. They're going to get half of theirs as long as they wait till their full retirement age. Again, that's another story for another day. Let's just pretend they're the same age as you and they're going to collect half of yours, which is another 1,100. So now you got your 2,200 plus 1,100 is 3,300. Okay, but now you got these three lovely rental properties, which have been a lovely tax deduction all all these past years, but now they're paid for. And and let's just say each of them is producing about twelve hundred a month in in rent. Okay, so twelve times three is thirty six hundred. And and you got to put a little bit of that away now. Don't don't fool yourself into thinking you can live on all that. So let's let's take a third of that or or a thousand of that a month and let's put that away for expenses that will arise from the care and custody of those rental properties. But so take 3600 minus a grand you're at 2600. Hell, let's take 1100 away, right? Let's just call it 2500. So you have a net 2500 from the rental properties now that you can start living on plus your 3300 from Social Security. Tony, what are you, what are you up to now? I'm terrible oh. at math. Well, hold on, <laughs> yeah, hold on. I was, I was told uh, there would be no math. No, right. So hold on. 2500 <laughs> plus 3300. So we're at 5800. Okay, yeah. we're at fifty eight hundred. Yeah. So you're at fifty eight, but you're and you're thinking, you know, hey, I I really wanted to get to six thousand is what I need. Well, you're pretty darn close in that example, right? Yeah. But but for those of you, let's take the rentals out of the mix. Let's because not everybody has rental properties. Okay, I I happen to be one of the few that does. That's why I brought that story up because I do own three rental properties, and I hope to God they're going to be paid for by the time I retire here in the next fifteen years. But for those of you that don't, you just got uh, that two hundred fifty thousand inherited stock portfolio from mom and dad. Okay, that's and let's just say it's held at Fidelity. That's a big brokerage house. So you got that quarter million stock brokerage fund at Fidelity, and then your four hundred one k worth a million. Okay, which I know is pretty high for Tucson. So let's back that down to 500,000, which is a little more closer to reasonable. So let's say you've got a half million. So you got a quarter million of stocks and bonds and a half million in your 401k, which is made up of, what did we say? Uh, mutual funds and ETFs. So Tony asked the question way back 10 minutes ago before I started talking, <laughs> how do we create an income yeah, from how do you t- that? Yeah, from okay. a lump sum or from okay. a, an account like that. So you, it would be wise of you to consider hiring or going to talk to a financial professional or financial advisor, financial, you know, someone in the biz, someone that does what, what we do here at Triple H, okay? And, and not just someone that sells the stuff here. 
Let me let me differentiate. You don't want to go to the person that just sells stocks and bonds and mutual funds because that's all they pretty much know how to do. What you want to find is someone who's maybe a little more educated on the planning side of the fence that can help you actually create an income plan that you can never outlive. So that's our topic. Now we're going to jump into our topic right now. Tony and I talked about. So how do we do this? Well, first of all, after making an appointment to come see someone like me, and it may be me, you may, you may have liked listening to my show long enough. You're like, yeah, I'll come visit with you. That's fine. Or someone else doesn't matter, but you go visit with a financial professional, but, but pick someone, ladies and gentlemen, pick someone that is more of a planner slash advisor than a broker slash agent. Okay. So there's a difference between a broker agent and a advisor planner. An advisor planner is that person or persons, group of persons, where they can tell you in a plan, they can help you, first of all, create a custom fit plan for you. They're not cookie cutter. They're not going to say, oh yeah, you're a chocolate chip person. Here's your chocolate chips. Go away. No, they're going to, they're going to customize it. So if you love those lemon squares, grandma used to make, they'll help you make those lemon squares, right? To be precise for you, what you, what your needs are. But in that example, there's a big what if, and, and that is the question is, well, how do I go about taking the half million of mutual funds and or the quarter million in stocks, individual stocks and bonds, and how do I start taking an income stream? And let's just pretend we need an extra 2,500 a month. Okay. Let's just say you need 2,500 a month on top of your social security and other things. So now what do we do? Well, if it's a stock and bond portfolio we're talking about, guess what you got to do if you do it on your own and you don't go see someone who's a planner or advisor, you better start selling some of those individual stocks or indoor bonds. Well, what if the market's tanking? What if it's already down or it's go dropping? Do you really want to sell those stocks or stock positions while it's going down? No, no. No way. Because right? you'll lose money. Right. It's like the opposite of compounding interest. Exactly. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna take lot you're gonna compound your losses and it's gonna uh and, just drag you down quicker. And don't forget the taxes, potential tax situation oh, because true. it's qualified. So yeah. not only could you have it down what you could be taking while the market's dropping, but guess what else could be happening? These could all be in qualified money, which means you're paying taxes right. on all of it while it's so you're getting double hit. You're getting slammed by the market and you're getting slammed by the government. Yuck and yuck, yeah. double yuck, right? Yep. Okay. So instead, when you go see a planner, just maybe, okay, I'm going to use the A word again. I'm going to use the A word right here, but just maybe someone like myself or someone else who knows what they're doing might suggest taking that 401k and moving it into an annuity. Now there's all kind of annuities out there. So which one are we picking? Yeah, some are, are good, a, some are bad, yeah. and some aren't right for. It no. depends on your situation. For exactly. But some have high fees, like variable annuities can yes. have a high fee, but yes. uh, some have no fees, like a fixed right. index annuity. Right. 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 So it all depends on the style or type. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you're gonna come make an appointment to see me and come with all these pre pre-made premeditated judgments about, Oh, and I've heard about those. Well, I just suggest you park your attitude at the door before you come in my office, because I want to educate you properly. And you know what? It usually happens, Tony, when someone's done talking to me, 
they leave here going, why have I never known about these? Like, why is no, it's because not too many of us are well-educated on the proper type of annuity to sell. Beauty of what we just shared with you, okay, in this brief little example of using a fixed indexed annuity, you can never outlive that paycheck and, and ever. So if you start turning it on and you're 66 and you live to be 90, that $2,700 or $2,750 a month will absolutely continue for, if you live to be 90, it'll keep coming to your doorstep or your bank account if you have a direct deposit until your last breath. So that, so that 500,000, if you do the math and you and I take 500,000, okay, divided by $2,750, that's eight. That's 181 payments, okay? Divide that by 12. That's 15 years. So if you're 66, okay, plus 66. So if you were to take, forget the planner, forget you're a do-it-yourselfer. I run into a lot of those all the time, Tony, out here in Tucson, a lot of DIYers. No, thanks, I got this. All right, so forget the advisor. Forget the professional advice. You're gonna do it yourself. How are you gonna do that? Because if you do it, if you try to liquidate your 401k all by yourself without a little help and you don't use an annuity to do so, guess what, dear friends? You're out of money in 15 years. 181 payments is 15.1. You'll have 15 years and one month worth of income. Well, so you're 66. That's going to take you to 81. Well, what if you were planning on living to 90? What's going to keep you going for the next nine years now? right? So now we're looking at your brokerage account and it's up, it's doing fine. But what if it's not up? What if yeah. it's down? What if you're like, uh-oh, so, you have, you know, big yeah. Deal. So, up. I mean, that, that that's a great point. And a lot of people are living longer and longer, but TJ, we're out of time. We need to wrap up the show. Okay. Sure. Oh, I can't believe our time goes by so darn fast. So again, for those for those do-it-yourselfers out there, I'm not bashing on you, but I will say this. Um, you know, it, be open to getting a little help and a little advice. Don't don't be that that driver, that male driver out there that says, I know how to get there. I don't need directions. Don't be that person, okay? And ladies, some of you act the same way. So again, ladies and gents, don't do that. Don't when it comes to your financial future, let's be safe and secure and let's plan and 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 let's make sure you don't run out of money because if you're not careful and you do it your way, You, I just showed you how that 500000 could go away if you were taking 2700 could go away in 15 years. 15 years gone, poof, out. Well, there's a lot of you that are going to live beyond 15 years, okay? So, again, that's all I'm saying. Let's plan and prepare, plan and prepare. So, how do you get a hold of me? Reach out to me by going to my website, which is www.tjhowe.com. It's just my name tjhow.com and you can listen to all of these previous radio shows turned into podcast format or you can pick up the phone and call my office at 520-886-8700 again that's 520-886-8700 or last but not least those of you that enjoy emailing or would prefer to start the conversation by email that's fine reach out to me by emailing me at tj no periods, just initial T, initial J at triplehfinancial.com. Spelled out T R I P L E H F I N A N C I A L. There you have it. 
Okay. So again, do some planning, prepare, 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 prepare. Yeah. Sounds great, TJ. And listeners, that does it. We're out of time for today's episode of Money Talks with our host, TJ Howe. Thank you for listening to Money Talks with TJ Howe. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact TJ Howe at Triple H Financial. Call 520-977-5297 or visit their website at triplehfinancial.com. TJ Howe and Triple H Financial are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. 